So tonight now, I want you to open uh, in your Bibles to John 15, verse 7. John, the 15th chapter, the 7th verse. This is something very, you know, practical that Jesus said. He put a condition on getting the prayers, our prayers answered. First of all, he said, if you abide in me and my word abides in you, he said, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. And uh, so uh, every prayer, effective prayer must be based, must be, uh, have its foundation on the word of God. Uh, In other words, if we can find God's will in his word, then you and I can pray his will. Amen. And so praying is communion with the Father. Prayer is actually praying out the will of God, the will of the Father. You know, God has got a perfect will. Amen? And when you are praying the Word of God, or when you are praying by the Spirit of God, and under the direction and leading and unction of the Holy Spirit then you are praying in and through and out the perfect will of God. You know, basically, you know, the Bible says in Ephesians 6, verse 18, you may want to turn there and uh, just go ahead and pull that up in the King James Version. It says, praying at all times. Amen. Ephesians, the sixth chapter says, praying always with all prayer and supplication. Where? We could say it this way. Prayers should be from a place in the spirit Amen. That's right. or prayer should come out of our spirit that is fully communed with God that knows the will of God and then begins to pray out of the spirit of God in the spirit, the perfect will of God. And so the word says praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Now, one thing about it, folks. We're not going to get the job done in this country praying with only one way of prayer. You know, Paul said, I will pray with the understanding. But then he also said, I will pray with the spirit. I will sing with the understanding and I will sing with the spirit. Now, don't misunderstand me. When you are praying in English and you're praying with your understanding, you can get lost in the spirit. You can pray from that place in the spirit out in English. And so the will of God then can be accomplished that way. But oh, brothers and sisters, there's just some times when your own natural language doesn't quite get it. Are you listening to me? And that's where Paul said over in 1 Corinthians 14 two, he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. However, how be it in the spirit. There's that word again. Say in the spirit. In the spirit. Say this with me. I pray, I pray in, the spirit. in the spirit. Hallelujah. For, no, for unto God, for no man understandeth. However, in the spirit, he speaketh mysteries or divine secrets. Amen. So out of our spirit, from the place called spirit, We pray in the Spirit, glory to God, and we tap into the mysteries, hallelujah, of God. We pray out things that are hidden from our understanding. Amen. We pray the will of God to be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Now, it was very interesting this morning. I came to prayer and uh, I did not lead prayer, but I participated in the prayer meeting. And very often when my wife teaches or leads a prayer meeting, I get over in the spirit. Amen. Because, you know, when you're not leading, uh, it's nice sometimes just to come and participate. Just like it's nice sometimes just to come and receive the word rather than give the word out. Well, same thing with a prayer meeting. Amen. And uh, certain things begin to just kind of go off in my spirit. And, and I want to do my very best to relate to you what some of those things were. How many of you agree with me? So let's pray. Stretch forth your hand toward me. Father, we thank you for the unction. We thank you for the greater one who indwells us. And for the ability that heaven gives. And only heaven can give. Oh, Father, we praise you tonight. And we give you glory for the word of the Lord flowing freely. Freedom of, freedom of speech, Lord. May there be unreserved utterance in this place tonight. As we stir ourselves up for this nation. As we stir ourselves up for an awakening. As we stir ourselves up for a mighty, mighty revival. All through our land. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. The, the first thing that kind of came to me this morning is that our Heavenly Father is not confused. He's extremely on spot. And He is very, very decisive. He never, will never, has never changed his mind. He said, I am the Lord and I change not. So in the council of heaven, the wisdom of God has already been determined. The will of God, the plan of God has already been decided upon for the United States of America. God has a plan. He's not up there trying to figure it out. It's already been decided. The great boardroom in heaven. <laughs> the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost are in one accord on what the will of God is on earth. Including your life. Including the United States... Oh, glory to God of America. So we could say it this way then, that His will is already established. And then you and I have 66 books of the revealed will of God, so we're not in dark concerning the will and the plan of God. If you're a Christian and you're walking in the light and you're communing with Him who is light, and you're letting His Word, which is light, enter into the counsel of your inner man, you know the will of God. You know the plan of God. And having this inside information can be very frustrating if you live your life by looking on what's going on on the outside. Because we know what God's will is. We know what the plan of God is. No doubt about it. <laughs> and God does not play political games. 
He is not a Democrat, nor is he a Republican. He is not an Independent. He is not a Ralph Nader. God is God. He is who he is. I am that I am. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So with him, there's neither shadow of turning. He is light. And the perfect will of God comes down from heaven with neither shadow of turning. He doesn't say one thing out of this side of his mouth and another out of the other side of his mouth like a lot of politicians do. We might as well just be honest about it. We love people, but we don't have to agree with everything people do or say. Hallelujah. 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 The government of this nation is not on the shoulders of the Democrats or the Republicans. The Bible says that the government shall be upon his shoulder. Now, if you don't believe that, you need to read the book of Isaiah. And that's what the book of Isaiah says. The government's upon his shoulder. Now, he's the head of the church. And we are his body. And the shoulder and the head are connected. Just like the feet and the legs. We're all connected. The body of the anointed one and his anointing, oh, is alive and well in the earth today. The body of Christ. Hallelujah. And he is the head who has already predetermined his will concerning your life and this nation from before the foundation of the earth. It's a good thing that God desires to do. It's a great thing that God's plan in the earth is for us. Hallelujah. Mm. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So we could say then... Him being the head is the superintendent. Amen. You know, they talk about in the natural realm, superpowers. You don't get any more super than the most super. He's the most high God. He is the superintendent over the whole universe. He watches over His will that He has predetermined to perform it. What a great God, what a great performer. And the Lord spoke to my heart this morning in this time of prayer and said, I am superintending the affairs of this nation. Now listen, through my praying church. I am superintending 
I am watching over the affairs of this nation, your nation, not just through Christians, but through praying Christians. Amen. Did you hear that? I am superintending the affairs of this nation through my praying church. So if the church is prayerless, he has nothing to superintend. If the church does not step up and step in and do what they know to do, he has nothing to superintend. But oh, glory to God. There is a praying church in the land today. I said glory to God. There is a praying church in the land today. And you and I, we're a part of it. This praying church is made up of Catholics and Baptists and Pentecostals. It doesn't matter what label you have. What matters is where are you praying from? And what are you praying about? You're praying from the realm of the Spirit. And then... This word just kind of came up in my spirit as we were praying. A handful of us never despise a small prayer meeting. And let me just take a side journey. I have received things in small prayer meetings easier than I have in my individual prayer life. There is something about a corporate anointing that takes place in a prayer meeting where answers are just all over the place. And all you got to do is step in. Amen. Okay, so that's, that's a, you know, a side journey. And then this word came out. My heart was to enforce. Everyone say enforce. And this afternoon then I looked up the word enforce. And the word enforce means to, to put in force or to impose a course of action upon. To impose a course of action upon a person. That's what a law enforcement does. But you and I are heaven's ambassadors, heaven's enforcers in the earth today. Because His will has already been established. And here's one way, but not the only way, that we can enforce and become that praying church, is we can pray, Your will be done. Come on now. In earth as it is in heaven. We know the will of God in heaven. We know the will of God in the word. Now what we do is, oh God, let your will be done. Let your kingdom come. Woo, glory to God. Let miracles be. Let revival be. Let harvest come. We got to hold on to that. And we must do some enforcing in the realm of the Spirit. And then the Lord took me to Matthew chapter 16. Let's look over there. Matthew 16. And we're going to pray tonight. Everyone say pray. pray. We're going to pray. Yes, 
Hallelujah. We're going to pray. Matthew 16, verse 18, and let's look at verse 19 and verse 20 as well. We are enforcers. We are ambassadors. Amen. That is not to minimize the part that politicians play. We are to maximize and we are to honor the offices in which these people stand by praying for them. We are not part of the praying church if we don't pray for our president. Well, I didn't vote for him. Big deal. The Bible says pray for him. He said, I exhort that first of all prayers, intercession, giving and thanks for me for all men, for all, for kings and all that are in authority. That we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who would have all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Amen. We do not minimize. We maximize and we honor our men and women in uniform. We honor the men and the women that lost their lives on 9-11. We honor those men and those women that have been in the Korean War, the First World War, the Second World War, the Vietnam War, Desert Storm, and the current one that we're in now. We honor them. And we are proud To be a part of the United States of America. But primarily, our citizenship is in heaven. Are you listening to me? That's found in Philippians chapter 3 verse 20. And so the responsibilities spiritually now, as the praying church, one of them is to enforce his will. Enforce his will. Now Matthew chapter 16 verse 18. I say unto you, you are Peter, upon this rock I'll build my church. The gates of hell will not prevail against us, verse 19. And I'll give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. So the keys are what you enforce with. He didn't just let us know His will. He gave us power and authority in the realm of the Spirit and in the realm of prayer to do something about His will. So listen to this. Binding Satan. Stopping his attacks. Forbidding him to get a foothold in our country. Or in our borders. Binding him is the same as saying, I stop you. I stop you. I bind you. That is enforcing the king's will. And then, notice with me. Let's keep the scripture up there. Verse 19. Whatever you bind is bound. In other words, whatever you praying church bind down here on this earth, you've got heaven's backup. And then whatever you lose on earth shall be what? Shall be loosed in heaven. So then loosing is enforcing the will of the king or imposing a course of action 
upon this nation. Through prayer, we loose heaven's will. Through prayer, we loose the light. Come on. And in the realm of the Spirit, there comes quite an imposition on darkness. <laughs> there comes quite an enforcement. You see, people are bound by darkness. And people don't even realize that the darkness that they are bound by is a principality and a power and a ruler of the darkness of this world. People, listen folks, people that are yielding to, to a, a life full of sin. When I was a heroin addict, I was so full of darkness and yet so deceived that I thought it was a normal way of life. How deceived can you get? People don't just go out and murder people because they want to. They're under a system called world, which is dominated by Satan and his demonic forces. Not to be afraid. Not to have our knees knocking. Because we are part of the triumphant church. We're part of the victorious church. We're part of the church who knows the will of God. We're heaven's enforcers here on earth. So when darkness shows up, what do we do? We impose the will of the king by praying out his plan and his will. And therefore, people bound in darkness come to the light. People that, that weren't even able to see. I mean, come on. I never heard what a Pentecostal was growing up as a Catholic. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Penty, what? I thought it was maybe a new drink or drug or something. I thought the world was ruled by Catholics. And a few Lutherans in the neighborhood, but we had nothing to do with them. We didn't talk to them. We didn't marry them. We were it. How stupid can you get? How bound can you get? Someone had to come along and release me from that darkness. Someone had to, had to remove by authority and prayer what had me bound. I wasn't bound by just one or two of them. I had a whole bunch of them. But the bigger they are, the harder they fall. And I'm looking at a congregation and I see you were really bound by darkness. But the light came. Someone had to preach the light. Someone had to pray in the light. Let there be light. David Wilkerson, who passed away a week ago, went into one of the darkest areas of New York City into Harlem, into the gang called Mau Mau's, and stood there in front of a bunch of hardened criminals and told them that God loved them. And Nikki Cruz was so violently tormented and 
bugged by that, that he slugged him and he wanted to get away from him, but he couldn't get away from the word love. And Nikki Cruz has preached to over 45 million people of the love of Jesus Christ. Someone came in with the light. Someone imposed, <laughs> in position, please. Someone imposed the will of the king. The will of the king. Make a highway for our God. <laughs> Prepare, pray in church. The way of the Lord, the miracles of the Lord, the transformation of the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And so then, those things that get out of line, we can bring back into alignment. Lord began to talk to me about some things that were out of line that need to get in line. There's some things in this church that need to get in line. Not that we're flaky and we're out of, you know, weird and stuff, but there's some things that, that God wants us to be aligned for and prepared for so that when the King of Glory turns it up, we'll be ready for it. It's like, you know, over there in Joshua, he told them, prepare ye victuals. <laughs> Get ready. It's time to move. And one of the areas that God is going to move strongly in this church is in the area of healing. And so what we're going to be doing in the very near future is we're going to develop some healing teams. We're going to do some healing training. And, and uh, we're going to have, when people come, we're going to have these healing teams pray for them. Amen. Because it can't just be up to, to us four and no more. It's got to be all of us. Hallelujah. So the Lord just sent alignment. Get, get that in line. Get that going. Get that moving. Get that moving. Hallelujah. We're going to enforce the will of God. Amen. And then, right before we pray... I saw, I saw like in my spirit an eagle, you know, and, and that eagle, we know uh, that the bald eagle is, is what? It, it's a symbol of our nation. And I looked up a little bit about the bald eagle, so I don't want to bore you with it. But it was chosen in June 20th, 1782 as an emblem of the United States because of its long life great strength and majestic looks. And also because it was believed to exist only in this continent. Continent. And one of the things about the eagle that it's known for is freedom. Dr. Martin Luther King said, Let freedom ring! Well, the world's idea of freedom and the king's idea of freedom are two separate things. And then the Lord reminded me of the theme verse or the theme for the National Day of Prayer. How many of you know what it is? 
Let's look at it. Psalm 91, 2. Hallelujah. Say it with me. The will of God. The plan of God. Be done. On earth. As it is in heaven. Now notice this with me. I will say of the Lord. He is my refuge. And my what? And my what? He is my fortress. In Him I will trust. The theme for the National Day of Prayer is this. A mighty fortress is our God. A mighty refuge is our God. Hallelujah. Now read down verse 3 and 4 with me. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. Verse 4. He shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shall you trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. We could say it this way. His word, his will, his plan is our shield and it is our what? It's our buckler. And so men and women in days past and years past have put their trust and their focus in the wrong thing. They've placed their confidence, they've placed their trust in man and in government, looking for man and government to fix them. How many of you know that as good as government is and as good as man is, they are not the source of being fixed? They are not the source of true biblical freedom. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. So I saw this kind of in my spirit, this, this picture of this, of this majestic eagle representing God in our lives. And that under His wings, this nation, the praying church, is taking refuge. And so He is our fortress. He is our protection. But not only do we receive protection from Him, we receive anointing from Him. Because we're close to Him. And so from that place in Him, under that fortress, we enforce the will of God. Let's look at Deuteronomy 32, verse 11 and 12. Hallelujah. You see, some trust in chariots. Some trust in governments. But we will trust. We will remember the name of the Lord our God. Amen. Amen. So let the political games play. And they will play. There will be an election coming up in 2012. Don't live your life in front of the media. Live your life under His wing. Don't criticize the media. Don't criticize the nation. But pray from that place in God for your nation. 
And he will begin to superintend the affairs of this nation through his praying church. And don't be moved by what you see. Amen. Deuteronomy 32 verse 11. Notice this. As an eagle stirs up her nest. I believe the body's being stirred up. Flutters over her young. Spreads abroad her wings and taketh them. And beareth them on her wings. Verse 12. So the Lord alone does lead us. And there will be no strange God with us. Amen. Amen. He made him to ride on the high places of the earth that he might eat the increase of the fields. He made him to suck honey out of the rock and out of the flinty and oil out of the flinty rock. Where are we going to get oil? Where are we going to get gas in these days? Leave me to the rock that is higher than I. Listen, folks. I see some stuff that I'm just glad I got a remote. Because I see too much fear-based junk on television among Christianity. Too much fear. Faith is the victory. Confidence is the victory. I mean, if need be, he can just cause oil just to spring up in your backyard. I don't know. He hasn't lost the recipe for manna. We don't need to know how. We just need to trust who. And I don't believe that he's brought us this far to let us down.